trailer trash. Get into geek. This is Trail Trash episode thirteen, talking the biggest trailers of the last week. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, we have Emma. As always, here I am. <laughs> yeah, you are. And so I didn't call you Emma the Expert or the Expert Emma, as you asked me to not do last week. <laughs> Only because I know that there's people out there that are like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. You really undersold yourself. For, well, maybe you referred back to an old episode where you previewed Death Stranding, uh, yeah. uh, the video game, obviously. And I actually, uh, on my way home from recording the podcast, I listened back to that section of that episode and... Yeah, you were fine. Was you I? were okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, you sold up and said this should be great. That, um, is it Hideo Hajima? Hajima, right? I don't know who I'm thinking of. Another director, perhaps. And yeah, you just said why we should be excited. And uh, if anything, it was funny because you said he started work on this when he was at his old company, but then they fell out. And then once he got out on his own, he basically had no one to tell him what to do and what not to do. So now yeah. this will be him unchained and i was like oh in retrospect is that a bad thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) look if you want to experience the game just jump on youtube and watch all of the cutscenes. that's okay well we we do have a couple of uh well certainly one big couple of smaller ones but we've got some big trailers for this week to talk about i didn't really know which one to not select in this week's episode so we want to talk the new ghostbusters trailer we said that last week there's the new the house of gucci trailer which You know, it doesn't really fit the uh, get into geek persona so much, but you watch that trailer and I'm like, holy shit, I can't wait to watch that. (laughs) There's uh, King Richard with Will Smith. So uh, from, uh, you know, your your path to redemption, which you do not need to take, but which one would you like to kick us off with today? And which one uh, which one grabbed you your attention more? Uh, Let's just let's just kick it off with Ghostbusters. What is happening here? Somehow town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Yeah, we were talking about before recording today, we said, oh, we've spoken about this. Yeah, yeah, we've spoken about this. And then we realized, no, we never spoke about it officially because we actually left it off the run sheet of one of our old podcasts when the first trailer for this movie dropped (laughs) over a year and a half ago. Um, (laughs) And we've been waiting that long for it to come out and to get a second look. And finally, we're here. We're I didn't even, I haven't even got the release date in front of me, but we're close enough. They're confident enough. Probably since then, things might have changed with everything that's going on around the world, that we are going to get it this year. What did you think of this second trailer? For me, it was very different to the first, but what did you think of this one? Yeah, I feel like you get a bit more of like, uh, just a little bit more character, I suppose, with the kids. Obviously, they're going to be like the main characters in the film. Like, you, you'll get maybe a cameo or two of the OG but Ghostbusters, but I feel like they've passed the mantle on to these uh, children. And yeah, you get like a, a little bit more of their characters and, and just who they are, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I felt the same thing too. I think the the first one, in a way, I felt like this could have been the announcement trailer for this movie because you get the feeling that it is something really different, but it also had enough nostalgic sort of elements to it to get old fans excited. And I think maybe that's... Not that everyone hated that first trailer, but it was so different and it promised to be such a different movie. You know, we we joked last week about the 2016 version. And while that was different to the Ackroyd Murray ones and all that from from the 80s, it was still trying to be... 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still tried to be, you know, just a modern version of that, but flipped on its head sort of thing. But it was trying to be this sort of funny, which, you know, Ghostbusters for me, it was never trying to be funny. It just yeah. was funny. Whereas, you know, you had the Kate McKinnon thing that still really irks me at the 2016. She was in a completely different film. And that film itself was different to what Ghostbusters was. But I guess it needed to try to be something different. Here, it's like, we're going back to the old world, but we're going for something different all over again. You know, we've got kids in the country. There's no New York and there's none of the old people. And it's about, you know, family and drama and all that. But I uh, I didn't mind the look of it. I think, uh, like I said last week, had it have not been a trailer for Ghostbusters, I would have liked it probably a little bit more. But this one, I think, had this have been the first trailer, I don't think you have as many people being worried about it. Yeah. So maybe that's what makes it a good second trailer. It's like, hey, you had your concerns a year and a half ago. <laughs> they nailed it a little bit more, the, the mix that they're going for of having the old ingredients into a new setting and a new feel. Yeah, it really seems like something that like those big Hollywood uh, studios are just, they, they're rebooting these films, but like kind of keeping them under the same name mm. when by themselves, if you'd named it something completely different, it would be a great film. Like the new Jumanji films. It's not Jumanji. Yeah. Why are we still calling it Jumanji? Call it something else because that by itself would be a really cool thing if you didn't go into it expecting the original Jumanji. Yeah. I feel like this is a good like a good example of that, I suppose, with Ghostbusters, you know, that 2016 one where it's like if you had called that anything else and just kind of set it roughly in the same universe as mm. Ghostbusters, I think people would have accepted it a lot more. But yeah, hopefully this this new one will kind of do justice to the original while still paving a path for itself, I suppose, with this new generation. What I like too is it's very much a carry-on because, you know, in the first trailer and from the synopsis and stuff, we, we knew that it was about one of the old Ghostbusters families and that it was probably going to be Egon's family somehow and that maybe these kids were his grandkids, but we didn't really know how it all fit in and, and how much they would reference that other than just being like, hey, if you know, you know. But if you're a new yeah. viewer... Oh, they had an old grandfather that died and blah, blah, blah. Whereas in this, you get Annie Potts and she's back as Janine, the old receptionist. And yeah. and she's referring to Egon, your dad, and talking to, to Carrie Coon. And I'm like, oh, great. So Janine and Egon, they finally, they did get together and they did stay together and they had a family. And then that family had a family. And so it's, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of, I don't know. It, it, Ghostbusters in a way, it felt like it only existed in that in that time. It's weird to think that, those characters in a way, which is what I love about sequels. I love seeing that, no, those characters, and those stories didn't just exist for two hours. You know, they, they went on and they had futures, but it's, it's weird to imagine this world existing that the Ghostbusters aren't a thing anymore. Like there were two monstrous events in New York city yeah. in the late eighties, you know, near apocalyptic events and then nothing else. And that like, what do people that once caught ghosts do now? And yeah. we're not dealing with that. It's not one of those sequels where we catch up with those characters 20 or 30 years later, but what does the family do? But I kind of like those little touches about it, but it, it looks like the threat level of it is going to be very much linked. You know, the, the statue they saw in the, in the crack in the ground and the, uh, even the gargoyles seeming creatures chasing Paul Rudd at one point yeah. and, it looks like Zool. It looks like Zool's coming back, the second coming, you know? So it's like, what did Egon do? Did he move out to the country to study and prepare for what's going to happen in, in, in this film? Or did he just go and retire and things happen to be happening where he retired? You know, is it just a matter of convenience? So it's, it, I guess it's got me more excited, this trailer, because it's got me asking more questions about how it relates to the old ones. I guess for me, like, like you were saying, basically 
those things that happened in New York were like world changing events, mm. I guess you could say. But then like there's these shots of the kids watching on YouTube, like the Ghostbusters ads and stuff. And it's like, did they not know who they were? Like, yeah. is this them discovering who their like grandfather was and what he did? It's like, did, did that kind of, all of those events just kind of get brushed under under the rug kind of thing and, and covered up? Yeah, because like you said, the world, world changing. You think about at the same time, like, you know, say the 80s and something that was world changing, like, I know this is a completely different kind of event, but like Chernobyl, right? That happened in 1986, you know, just before the, and around the original Ghostbusters time, sort of right in the middle. It's like, we still talk about it. We still know what that is. Sure, there'd be young kids that might only know about Chernobyl because it was an HBO series or something like that, but you're not having to go, oh, is that a real thing? That thing that really nearly changed the world a lot forever sort of thing. Like, this though confirmed the existence of an afterlife and... Yeah. ghosts and, and, and an underworld maybe or something like that. So, yeah, it is weird that these kids are having to seemingly watch it on YouTube and going, huh, that was grandfather, hey? And I'm like, what, yeah. Egon, the guy that we knew from the first two films, just never talk about it? Like, he seems to me like he would be an absolute crackpot or something. Like, you would you would know. Maybe that's why his daughter moved away. I don't know. But yeah. I know I've said before that I'm a, I was a really big fan of, and I can't wait for the sequel this year, holy shit, of, of Halloween two years ago. And... Yeah that that was a, another decades after sequel, which is kind of that new flavor over the last couple of years, you know, a little bit of what Jumanji did, but it sort of flipped it on its head. Like what if it wasn't what you are used to and it was something different. It's like, then it's not what you're trying to make a sequel to. Whereas Halloween was like, you know, what would happen if 40 years later, this person was still traumatized by that event that happened. And then they've made yeah. that, that one, they've made a sequel that's coming out this year. And then they've got a third film coming out in a year or two as well. So, in the end, the official canon of those films, there'll be four films that you'll look at and three of them will be modern day. And it's like, that that almost seems weird that it's like, no, 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 the original was back then, but now the majority of the franchise is fresh. And I wonder yeah. what happens to Ghostbusters. They make a sequel to this and do they make another one and it all works. And it's like, oh, those got, yeah, the, the 80s films, they were just a nice jumping off point. But now this is what Ghostbusters really is. And I'm like, cool, don't ruin it, but also don't take too much away from from what yeah. it was yeah i think that's a, a big thing is just letting that exist as it's as it should and yeah. kind of have that like just letting that have that world and, and 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 just be something cool that everybody gets to experience at some point mm. and not needing to be remastered or you know whatever else they do <laughs> nowadays <laughs> Nostalgia equals dollar signs. So I hate that so much, but it's so. True. <laughs> I, I actually, my biggest surprise was the fact that that Paul Rudd and Stay Past Marshmallow Man uh, little sequence was is seemingly from the film because that that clip itself came out like I don't know three or four months ago, and I thought, oh, this is a nice little ad for the film to come out. You know, maybe they're promoting yeah. marshmallows, and it's like, well, why don't we tie in that? But that seemingly is from the movie, so that like I I I just. I'm not worried about it having watched the trailer, but talking about it after, I'm, I'm like, I hope they don't just include so many throwbacks that it is just a trip down memory lane. And and I want to think that Jason Reitman directing it, his father directed the first two, that he would want to do this. You know, he would want to make this in honor of his dad and continue his his work. You know, you look at, say, just a different franchise, Robert Zemeckis, who did Back to the Future. He has said, as long as he is alive they will never remake Back to the Future. 
because those are yeah. his films. So you'd think if he was to pass, someone's to pick it up that they would go, well, I'm going to do what my dad or my uncle, you know, whatever did, you know, I'm not going to sort of take it and shit on it and just make it, you know, oh, well, I'm going to do it. So it's the best kind of shitting on this movie that could be possible as long as the studio pays me enough. So I don't <laughs> know. I, I am excited about it. I guess that's what the, the two questions that we have for the show. And I ask you, is it a good trailer? Will you see it because of this trailer? And does it show too much or not? Ooh, uh, does it show too much? I, I will see it. I don't know if I'll see it because of this trailer or just the fact that it's Ghostbusters and there's that, again, the nostalgia. Yeah. Which talks to you every time. It's a good trailer, I want to say. Definitely better than the first. Does it show too much? Potentially, I think it might. Mm. Like, mm. It, there's... I feel like there's a bit of a formula to a Ghostbusters film and they've shown you the steps of the formula in the yeah. trailer yeah. in a way. You know, yeah. you introduce characters, you tease a little bit of like the world falling apart and then the world falls apart and then they fire up the van and off they go with the... <laughs> and using new yeah. toys, like the kids out there with like a little remote control ghostbuster sucker in a thing i can't remember what the actual name is but you know what i'm talking about like i'm yeah. like oh are we gonna bring drones in is that gonna be the future of ghostbusting like what's what's happening here and how many ghosts are they gonna catch in this small town but yeah no you're right i i, I think i agree with all that I, I would see it anyway this is a much better trailer i i was trying to think i'm like other than the theme song does ghostbusters have like a key bit of music and i was waiting for something to kick in and and it didn't, but I was kind of getting goosebumps along the way, but I don't know whether it was just because they were showing stuff and then they had this sort of real anthemic music behind it. And I was just like, please be good, please be good, please be good the whole time. So I'm hoping that Carrie Coon, the mother and the family, gets a little bit more to do than what we've had in both trailers. She's been near non-existent. Like, I get that it's 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 for the kids, but at the same time, I think she's excellent. I've only seen her in a couple of things. I remember watching the second season of The Sinner and she was, you know, the, the main uh, actress in that and I kind of got obsessed with her after that show. I just thought she was so brilliant and I just want to watch stuff that she's in now. So the fact that she's in a Ghostbusters 3 as the mum of the family, I'm like, well, I hope you also get a chance to shine and show what you're capable of because you're excellent. Yeah, well, that character as well, like I, I want to know her story. Mm. Like her, her father is Egon. Yeah. What was her life like growing up? Like, well, who is she now? Why, yeah. why did you like leave? Why did she not live with her? Yeah. How long has she been gone? I know. Cause it seems like uh, Janine and Egon had it. Like she seems happy enough in that. Okay. That one scene, she's not talking about her ex-husband or this asshole father that abandoned us. Like she's yeah. talking about a guy that she was clearly in love with. And I'm like, how long's the daughter been away? Have the kid, did the kids ever know their grandfather? Like yeah. you're right. That's a very important middle step. Where's this story? <laughs> <I need that>. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get, it in a graphic novel that's going to be released two oh. weeks before the film it's officially no, tied in but you don't need to read it to enjoy the movie and then right at the end where the phone rings it was like call us now it was using the old ad to new footage and it was you yeah. know call now to and then the phone rings and i i really wanted annie potts just to be like we got one like in her <laughs> old grandma version and it ended up being dan Aykroyd yeah. saying we're closed. Oh, shit. We're coming back. Probably not Bill Murray, but the rest of us are going to be here. So <laughs> I know nostalgia is a really tricky trap to fall into, but I can't help but get really excited when I see a lot of it in here. I don't know. It sucked me in. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> it's just, 
you gotta you gotta rein it in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't put all your hopes and dreams into it. I know. I know. Save me from myself. Well, <laughs> the next one, I it's just because it's the next one on my sheet. Let's talk about it while we're talking about ones that sort of got me excited. A completely different film than Ghostbusters Afterlife. The House of Gucci. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Synonymous with words, style, power. But that name was a curse too. So, yeah, this, uh, I mean, just the cast alone is excellent. I don't know the story of this, but it looks intriguing as all hell. Ridley Scott's directing it like... Oh man, this this looks really cool. And look, a lot of that might be to do with the excellent editing around Blondie's House of Glass song, but uh, I don't care. This this trailer really worked for me. Yeah, it's uh I it came out of left field for me. Like I I am not a, a fashion kind of person, you know. I'm I'm a jeans and hoodie kind of thing, you know. <laughs> if you saw me an hour ago, I'd be wearing exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so when I first heard about it, I was like, ah, whatever. It's just like, it's just whatever. But um, the trailer is so well done. And if, like, I didn't know anything about the whole, like, true life story of what happened with Gucci as the brand and the family and everything. Mm. And But it is very, very intriguing. And um, just with the cast alone, like you said, it's, I think this is going to be great. <laughs> It seems like such a show off when they're just listing the cast because it's, you know, Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner, Academy Award nominee, Academy Award winner. I'm like, we, I mean, we get it, but yeah, why not? Uh, I think the thing that surprised me was that it said Academy Award nominee, Ridley Scott. And I had to rewind and I'm like, obviously that said winner because I think about Ridley Scott and he's just, you know, he's one of the biggest directing names last, you know, 40 years. And I just, I think I just assumed that he probably won for something, but probably Gladiator. So I haven't looked at what he lost uh, who he lost to that year when Russell Crowe won and the film got all these accolades but I'd love to know because yeah that that surprised me more than anything but what what I what I really took out of this this almost feels like it should be a TV show like I don't yeah. want to be done with this story in two and a half hours like I'm watching this and I would normally hey does this show too much and I would have I was thinking about that during the trailer I'm going no not at all there's hours left I'm like no hang on I'm so used to so much good content and long, uh, long form storytelling happening in TV these days. I think I just expected this to be a television show, and I'm thinking there's so much more to come. But I mean, almost how do they do it and wrap it up? I mean, okay, we've had some great movies forever that exist in a two-hour format, but with this cast and giving them all a chance to shine and this story, which would be spanning you know decades or whatever. And is a like a true life thing where you want to, you know, sort of pay off what actually happened, but then dramatize it a little bit for a, a shorter format. I mean, can they can they do it in, in in a movie length time? Should this be a TV series? Do you think? I mean, I would love to see it as a TV series, just to like properly flesh out all the characters and all the relationships that are, are kind of you know evident in, in just the trailer. Definitely had would have the potential to be a TV series, if anything. Yeah. I think Ridley Scott too, being tied to a television show where he was directing rather than just like, oh, I'm executive producing the Alien series and I'll literally never do any work for it. But um, 
yeah, that would have probably attracted some attention as well. But yeah, like I, I'm, it, it's not a story that I'm familiar with at all, but it's also one that I'm not going to go and look into now. Like I want this movie to tell me what to, yeah, okay, that might be dramatized and things are going to be changed and merged and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I actually can't wait to watch this and, you know, throw it in the mix of all these other big blockbustery superhero space sagas that we otherwise talk about or that I'm, I'm looking forward to. This is, I mean, this has gone, I think, to well within the, one of the top movies I'm waiting for this year I, I, it's yeah lady gaga it was great for her it wasn't like hey she's in it but we're not gonna let her talk in the trailer you know plenty of people doubted her before um a star is born and i thought she was pretty good in that and obviously got nominated for stuff and and she looks yeah. like she's taken it to another level here <laughs> playing a greasy italian <laughs> is it out of her wheelhouse is that what you're saying emma she can't do it no, no, no. I, I, I think she is actually yeah and, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i'm allowed to say that because i am italian too yes probably. yes <laughs> No, um, it's it's kind of cool to uh, like be talking about this, and then like last week we talked about the last jewel, which was also um, Ridley Scott, and I found out it's the same director of photography. Oh wow! If you watch the trailer side by side, it's like just two completely different worlds that they've kind of created. Yeah, this this is just exciting. Like you said, just for that cast alone, Jared Leto. We were talking about. When, when you first watched the trailer when it came out the other day. And yeah, I, I kind of wish that I didn't know that that was what he looked like before I watched the trailer because he is literally unrecognizable. He's not, you know, yeah. No, you see some of these actors and they wear prosthetics and you're like, okay, half the face is not him. I get it, you know, but you know, Jared Leto, he's probably aged up by what, 10, 15, 20 years in this movie. He's got a ton of weight in prosthetics, probably put on some for real too because he's a psycho. And he looks unrecognizable and i'm like cool well why why do you that excites me too because i'm like well if you want someone who's who's that age why not get an, a, an actor that's age appropriate why do you get jared leto who's okay in fairness he's like his mid 40s you know getting near his late 40s because he's just some kind of i don't know vampire or unicorn or something Jesus that doesn't what? age i know it's like I don't, he, he he pisses me off he doesn't make sense jared leto he's He's beautiful. But why yeah, why do you get someone like him? Other than his acting talent, obviously, but what does he bring being a young guy? Well, we'd rather spend all the time and the money making him look older rather than getting an old actor to play yeah. play the role. And more Pacino. Just give us more Pacino. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be cool to see all of these like very big actors kind of play off against each other. And, and like, you know, because there's always like one main actor in a film. You always have like that one that kind of takes the lead. It's like, I don't know who that's going to be in this. No. No, I, I, I think not knowing the story and just when they released those character posters, I didn't expect Adam Driver to be arguably the main player in this alongside yeah. Lady Gaga. I honestly thought that... I actually went into it thinking Jared Leto was going to be the main actor, essentially. Yeah. And you know, Al Pacino was going to be a with Al Pacino type role because you just need Pacino in there, of course. And that, yeah, Driver would be very secondary and so would Lady Gaga. It's like, well, again, she was great in those other movies she's been in, but let's bring her into something else that's high drama. But let's not give her a lot of meat to chew on. And it's like, no, no, no. She's she's arguably the, the heart of the film, the driving force of the film, but maybe Adam yeah. Driver is the main character. So she's obviously got some talent. And like, you know, when you're working with, you know, it's one thing to work with Bradley Cooper on his first film, but it's another thing to go Ridley Scott to go. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll check that singer in that's acted, you know, a couple of times, and uh, <laughs> hopefully she can lead this real world story that people are going to judge based on how she looks and what she sounds like compared to the real person. So, yeah, 
so I, like when when I first watched the trailer, I did kind of do a, a little bit of a, a dive into um, just like the film itself, and apparently it went through a bunch of different um, hands before it kind of got to this stage. So Ridley Scott was originally set to direct it, but then he had like a bunch of different actors. I think it was like Angelina Jolie and DiCaprio were yeah. billed to to be it, like wow. the main character originally, and then his. Uh, Ridley Scott's daughter took it over and she had a completely different bunch of actors she wanted and then somebody else took it over and then like now it's finally come back to Ridley Scott and yeah. yeah. Another true story, let's talk about it. King Richard. You want to check on the kids? Let's check on the kids. We got future doctors and lawyers plus a couple tennis stars in this house. The chances of achieving the kind of success that you're talking about is just very, very unlikely. Okay, you're making a mistake, but I'm gonna let you make it. Watch me hit a few balls. All right. So tell me your names again. I'm Venus. I'm Serena. So what'd you think? That That's Will Smith in this movie about a guy that I'm not too familiar with, with obviously family that the world's very familiar with that I don't know this story and I think going into it knowing it's called King Richard and it's about the father of these two superstars I just kind of wrongly assumed he was I mean it's very hard to make a movie like that about a guy who was an arsehole but I honestly thought that's what we were going to get like this really hard driven father that punished his two girls to becoming these world champions and why maybe there was a method to his madness or something. Instead, we get this like pursuit of happiness 2.0, where it's just a lovely man doing lovely things, trying to better influence his child or children in this case to doing great things and and set a great example for each other, and you know to better showcase to the world. I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought. This is might might be getting me in the feels. And Will Smith. <laughs> crying through the trailer. I'm like, don't you make me cry, man. Pursuit of happiness, I cried at the end of that movie. Don't you do it to me again, Will. <laughs> oh, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. God damn it. <laughs> no, I mean, as far as, like, all of the trailers we've talked about today, like, this is probably my favourite, and I think it is probably wow. the most well-done trailer I've seen in a long time. Just, like, just that opening with that the music that's kind of, like, rising and his voiceover, and he's just, like, He's talking about his kids and like this one's going to be a doctor and this one's going to be a lawyer and it's yeah. like it, it kind of felt like a heist film where they're talking about like you know the different characters that are involved. Yeah. So I had like that kind of fun side to it. But then this the is the prequel time, to my own. This is Richard's Eleven. This is the prequel <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, at the same time, it was just like this really kind of inspiring, like uplifting moment with, with these kids and and um. Yeah, I was. It came out of left field. I knew. I know nothing of this guy, Richard. Um, obviously, Serena and Venus. Everybody knows those yeah. names. But um, yeah, I, I didn't even know this was a film that was coming out. And like you said, when when I kind of like looked into it, I was like, okay, this is what this is about. I had the same reaction as you. It's like, oh, this is going to be a really tough dad that's kind of maybe a little bit like abusive in in mm. some ways, but you know just forcing this upon kids that didn't really want it, but it doesn't like the trailer doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. I'm wondering how much of that will still be a part of it where obviously it was a great opening, like we were saying, and you know, people they're checking up on, on him, what he is doing. And I wonder how, where, where, because you know, 
whether it happened in real life or not, we're probably going to get to the point in a, in a movie narrative where someone questions, you know, where's the line about encouraging them and pushing them? And we don't really get a big hint about that in this trailer. It's every time we think that's going to be the case, the kids seem to be really into it and and want to want to. They understand what their dad's doing. Like the moment where he says, "You're going to inspire every little black girl in the world," and they're like, "I won't let you down." And it's like, shit. A lot of pressure there about you know what you're trying to do with these kids, and obviously we know the end of the story. We know Serena Williams, the, you know, arguably the greatest, well, if not arguably the greatest female tennis player of all time, which is incredible when you consider that her sister, if Serena didn't exist, she'd be arguably the best or at least top yeah. two, top three players, uh, female players ever, and Serena arguably one of the top players, let alone you know the top female player of all time. So we know that this success and the dedication and the encouragement and everything works out. But yeah, what happened to their, you know, we're obviously not going to know about a worldwide famous lawyer that has the last name Williams, but like, or a doctor or something, but yeah, what happened to their family? And again, it's one of these true stories I don't know of. I'm not going to look into, I'd rather be explained to this in a, um, in a film, but uh, it's funny. Compare this to House of Gucci. I would absolutely prefer House of Gucci to, probably to be a TV show. Whereas this I'm like, yeah, this feels like a movie to me. This feels like yeah. something that we can wrap up and I'm sure it will cover a lot longer than just, you know, a couple of weeks. It might cover a couple of years in the girls' lives or something, but I feel like that this is, this is, this is a, a film. We don't need a, even a four or five episode mini series to tell this story. It seems like it's, while it is obviously their story, you know, at the end of the day, it's Serena and Venus, that are, are the champions and, and have made that success. I feel like this film isn't really about that. It's more about the relationship with their father. Yeah. And I think that because of that, you're right. It's it's easily wrapped up in, in just a film. It wouldn't need kind of the drawing out that you would in a um, TV series like with House of Gucci. Which you yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, we might we might run the risk of actually losing what the movie is supposed to be about if they did try and stretch yeah. it out in a TV. And you'd probably have to in a TV show, yeah, like really over-dramatize it and try and... That'd really make you lose it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just glad to see, too, Will Smith getting back into a role like this. Like, he obviously went through that period where he was doing a lot of films like this, and then he sort of went back to... Not not a safe space, but I'm glad that he has. He didn't just go, well, I'm too old now. I can't do action films. Because I'm like, you know, while Suicide Squad wasn't great, the version that we saw, I like seeing him in that. And I like seeing Bad Boys 3. For me, that was a great sort of nostalgic trip to Bad Boys 1, but then did something fun with, hey, we're catching up with these characters 25 years on. I actually really like Bad Boys 3. And for me, better than number two. Um, so, And whether or not they're going to do a four. Or not, you know, he's got other movies like that, but he's still finding time yeah. to go, no, 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 I'm going to go and do real stuff stories like this and yeah. um and you know try and chase down that elusive oscar that he's missed Honestly, out on with ali and all that <laughs> yeah. yeah i think this is kind of where he shines like with those with like suicide squad and, and um all that kind of stuff i think i fall into the opinion that it's just will smith playing will smith yeah fair enough time. so it's hard to kind of break that perception i guess but yeah. then with it's like no he's playing a real person and this real person had a real life with you know real consequences and yeah i think it's it's just nice to see him kind of in that role and yeah like i said i think it's it's where he does his best work it's such a cool trailer it's it, yeah it's 
it's oh, really well yeah oh god and it, like it's, it hits in the feels and that bloody yeah will smith like aside from his face i'm like you kind of not you don't look yourself but other if i didn't recognize you just the, that whole act like you said it's not him being him it's him ac- actually showing off what he can do and now that he has reached that stage of his life where he can play you know the father to you know teenage girls and he is the older guy but you know he can still yeah. be the action guy who's got a six pack and getting into great shape on his instagram but he can also no no no, i'm going to go into a, a different comfort zone now and you know like just prove that i've still got something or it's something different than what everyone knows me for and you know who yeah. knows might even have a resurgence become like the biggest star in the world again you know with stuff <laughs> like this so well that comes out on november 18 uh, at least over in the States. And I hope it's not one of those Oscar bait movies that gets released over there in November and we don't get it till January. So uh, that's that would be the date. If it's day and date with the States, we'll get it November 18th for King Richard. That'll be the end of the uh, trailer trash this week. We didn't have time, but uh, we'll have to get to it next week. Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so sorry about that. Just run out of time at the end, but we will push that back till next week's trailer. I know, Emma, we just not... <laughs> finding time for it in the last two podcasts we'll get to it next week we'll get to we'll it next to, week we'll get to it <laughs> eventually I mean the movie will get to eventually releasing a fucking trailer and eventually meet its December release date we'll get to talk about it but you never know we'll keep promising next week Spider-Man we'll talk about it so uh, thank you for joining us once again and uh, we'll chat more trailers next week awesome get into geek